Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music in three songs, where you get to learn everything you need to know about music in three songs from the perspective of a 20-something-year-old. That is you. And a 40-something-year-old. That is me. That is you. I kind of know what we're doing today. All right. I figured you would because that is like one of the most recognizable songs maybe in the history of the universe. We obviously are doing Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy the Buffet. Yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. And uh, this is going to be a fun one for me. You know, living here in Florida is Buffett country. Yes. I mean, this is like... Everyone thinks that. We'll get oh, there. okay. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, I mean, there's been... I don't know really a, a, a band I haven't seen live at a restaurant or a bar or a... That isn't doing some sort of Jimmy Buffett song. No, I mean literally, he he adopted the ocean hardcore, and yeah. it, he he has really become like the artist you think of when you think of the ocean. Yeah. So I'm this excited gonna, to learn about this. Yeah, guy, this could be a good one because I'd mentioned Jimmy Buffett to you before, and you kind of told me basically you don't buy it, Not a which fan. I, I get it. Not a fan. Um, and, and I get yelled at all the time from people. I I don't get that. I I just. There are a lot of artists I'll go to bat for, and I personally really enjoy Jimmy Buffett. Right. I grew up listening to a ton of Jimmy Buffett. My dad's a massive parrot head. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that's his cult-like following of 60-plus-year-old white males <laughs> who just love to uh, pretend like they're Jimmy Buffett anyway. So uh, right. this is not one of those podcasts where I'm going to come in and try and convince you to like an okay. artist and go like, okay. you're going to like it. Because honestly... You're probably not going to ever be cruising in your car and then just, like, pull up Jimmy Buffett. Like, maybe you would. You told me some of the other ones. Right. You've you've done that. Yeah, definitely. Jimmy Buffett's not going to be one of those people. But I really do think that I'm going to shed some light on who he is as a person. Okay. And the way he goes about his music and his life that are going to make you go, I get it. Okay. Maybe not for me, but I get it. So I'm going to get a different perspective on the artist, on the man, not necessarily the music. A little bit of both, but mostly, okay. mostly the man. In, in yeah, a way good. that honestly, okay. even... Because I don't know anything about him. Yeah. And honestly, I'll, I'm going to explain it in a way that even a lot of his diehard fans will be like, wait, huh? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, just because, I don't know. He's I, not talked about in the way that you're going to talk about it. Right. When you think of Jimmy Buffett, basically, you think of like, oh, this guy was born to Poseidon on like <laughs> a pirate ship and then he floated in on like a pack of yeah. empty rum bottles and then yeah you know it's surfed the sea on a life. dolphin yeah. until he landed in a sandy beach chair yes yeah that's, that's what you think of yes, Jimmy Buffett that's great yeah. yeah well Jimmy Buffett was born in Pascagoula Alabama or oh. Mississippi I'm sorry uh, okay am I crooked letter and uh is not even from Florida wow everyone thinks that yeah. you know he's a big Key West guy yeah uh-huh. born in uh, Pascagoula Mississippi and then moved to Mobile, Alabama. Okay. So he's from the Gulf Coast, but from like a different part of the Gulf Coast. Not like this pretty beachy Florida Got that we it. know yeah. or that people associate him with. Uh, originally comes from a family of coal miners. Oh, wow. His grandfather just said when he was young, like, screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going somewhere else. So him and his brother jumped out a window and went down to Pascagoula and started sailing. They just became sailors. Wow. And they kind of, like, made a name for themselves there just being sailors. And his dad, too. And so he has that tie to him, but Jimmy Buffett is not... When you say a sailor, 
like a like you get on a cargo ship, like a steamboat or like oh, okay, so like a worker, some, yeah, yeah, okay. not like oh, a okay. not like all a, right, yeah, got it, uh, got it, got it, got it, got it. navy sailor yeah. or like yeah. oh, I'm sailing for the hell of it. It's like you're sailing goods and yeah, products and stuff to Mexico yeah. and back. This isn't vacation style. So no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Got it. nothing glorious about it. Got it. You're out at sea for a long time. Anyway. So Jimmy Buffett does Those are very that. different routes, by the way, than I would have expected from him. Yeah, and I think a lot of people know that, but it's just not what you'd picture yeah. with him. So, yeah. so Jimmy Buffett, he lives a pretty normal life. He's a you know mischievous young guy, just like a lot of people are. He goes to college at Auburn his freshman okay. year. He is at a fraternity party, and he sees this older guy, one of the members playing the guitar, and there are just girls all over him. Right. And, of course, Jimmy Buffett just went to college, in, even in his own words, just to, like, pick up chicks. Right. And he sees this guy, he's just amazed. And so after all the girls kind of leave, he goes over to him and he says, hey, you, you got to teach me how to play the guitar. And the guy goes, I don't know how to play the guitar. I only know how to play three chords. <laughs> and he's like, well, teach me those three chords. And it was like... In his book, he said it was D, F, and something else. So just like, <laughs> Probably G. Yeah, so yeah. just like some basic, basic stuff. Yeah. So he learns he learns that and just like gets good at it. And of course it works. Like, you yeah. know, he's picking up girls. So he starts to do it a little bit more, starts picking up gigs here and there. Nothing, no one really wants him because he's he's different. He's not like shredding a guitar. Right. And he doesn't have the voice to be a country singer, even though that's like what, he kind of was trying to go. Yeah, I was for gonna it. say, is that kind of the where? Yeah, so that's like kind of how he because his music going. isn't country, but it isn't isn't country either. Like it's it's a hybrid, in my opinion. Or am Ooh. I am I a, a no no novice no, no no? It is it is, is it one thousand percent its own thing. It is yeah, the result right? okay. of a failed country music really career. Which okay we'll okay okay. Sorry, sorry. I don't mean to jump. So up. anyway, basically, he's like playing gigs, and he he wants to be a country singer, right. but if you listen to him. He does not sound like no. He doesn't have any twang. No to his twang. Voice. No. I mean, no. Old Jimmy Buffett. He's just a regular old boy. Yeah. And so he couldn't really get that going. He's not a crazy talented musician. What year approximately is this? Where he's starting to like get into the music scene? Like where, like where he's learning the guitar, starting to figure it out. Like what? what I mean, like the sixties. Okay. So like, yep. like I'd say the late sixties. Yep. Really, I think he released his first album in nineteen seventy. Okay. But anyway, so he's, like, playing gigs and stuff. He's not anything fancy, but some people are starting to know him because he's just a cool guy, like, just loves to drink. He'll down for whatever. He loves girls. He's just, like, he's just a good time dude, and he's super easy to get along with. And so anyway, he, he makes friends with everyone everywhere he goes. He ends up meeting up with Jerry Jeff Walker, goes with him to Key West, which in the 70s, especially the early 70s, there's nothing there. Absolutely sure. nothing. It's just shrimping, drug running, boozing, and fishing. Like there's, this is before all the cruise ship tourists and the t-shirt shops, and that's pretty basic down there. I mean, I, I this may be, may be wrong, but for like the longest time, there were no, there wasn't a bridge to get there. You had a ferry there. Wow. So, anyway, he goes down there and just like really likes it because it's it's not like super beachy or anything, but it's just an island full of people who. Don't really give a shit about <laughs> yeah, right. anything. Right, right. They're just there taking it one step at a time, but a very slow step. Spending all, they'd go do whatever they had to do, and then they'd spend all their time just in the bar drinking. Right, right. So he starts playing at this bar down there, and 
plays just for tips and a tab. Wow. And people love him. And uh, the bartender, or the owner of the bar, ended up later saying that it would have been cheaper just to pay him because <laughs> I guess he used to just drink his weight in booze. That's great. But he does that, and he kind of becomes a little bit of a local celebrity. This is in Key West. Yes, okay. in Key West, but yeah. it's a it's a tiny island. Right. And uh, by local celebrity, I mean just like all of his friends who he drank with all right. the time right. liked his music because all of his songs were just, again, nothing complex, nothing that cool. It's just no. like shitty three-chord music where he's telling stories about stuff that him and his friends did. Like, all the stories are literally about him or something that happened to him or what his friends are doing or whatever. So he does that for a little while. He also does some uh, living in Texas where he goes out there and he's trying to do the country music thing still. Right. And it's just it's not really sticking for him. But um, he really tried at that. But his voice doesn't sound country at all so i'm gonna play you one of his songs this is gonna be our first song okay and it's kind of a mix of both so it's a story about i'll tell the story first but when we listen to the song it's very country-esque okay so one story that he tells because this was his thing he's the best storyteller when he'd play a show it'd be 70 percent storytelling and then he'd play music for 30 really which is why he became so popular is because his music wasn't that incredible but his music was all stories and people really wanted to hear the stories and then oh, sing the along dude was a little the bit best and storyteller. Yeah. There's a bit of Irishness in that then. Yeah. A bit of that storytelling in a pub. Let, let's all sing a song together, but we're yes. all we're no, all getting, there's a little bit totally of that. What it that, is. that like yeah. that that family familiarity kind of friendship, everyone's kind of a thing. There's a bit of that. Yeah. That's cool. Because that's not country. That's that's definitely something different. But he, he couldn't be further away from Irish. Back to what I was saying. So oh, sorry. The, he just tells stories. Like, he's right. a great, great storyteller, and people love that. And this one story happened. He was at their bar that they went to all the time, it, and they were just, like, goofing off, and they had this, like, obstacle course. Okay. Basically, like, a relay race, but it's total debauchery. Like, <laughs> you go to the bar, you take a shot of tequila, then you run to the other side of the bar, have to take another shot of tequila. <laughs> Sprint across the beach, another shot of tequila there, like a slip and slide or something. <laughs> yeah. Then they have to go from that bar, swim out to the sailboat. So he never left college. In, in, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jimmy Buffett just chills. Yeah. Like, he right. loved it. He just was down there hanging out with these people chilling. Right. And anyway, so he swims out to this, swims out to this boat and gets on it, and his boat breaks. Like, as he's sailing oh. out to sea, his boat breaks. Oh, great. So he just ties up to another person's boat who's next to him, who's also doing the competition. Another sailboat. Right. Well, it breaks. <laughs> and all the boats are broken. And it's an outgoing tide, strong outgoing tide. So it's just sucking them out to sea. Oh, my God. And it's just a bunch of really inebriated people on sure. this boat, just really drunk. And logically, so they just decide they're going to have to smoke a joint about it. <laughs> so then they just, like, get stoned and realize, basically, if you go out far enough in the Keys... Yeah, you'll get sucked not, into the Gulf Stream. Right. You know what the Gulf Stream yeah, is? Yeah, like, yeah, have you yeah, ever seen course. Finding Nemo when those yeah. turtles are flying through that tube? That's yeah. what the Gulf Stream is. It's like, it's like a current, you. right? That, like, huge, yeah, huge current. current. Yeah, okay. And uh, anyway, so like, oh, my God, we're going to go to the Gulf Stream. We can't do that. So they, he jumps in the water, and he's got a rope, and he's oh, trying to smart. swim his sailboat Stop. back to the beach. He's making no ground. People are just giddy on the boat because they're real Can you imagine stoned. hearing this story in a bar? Oh, like, yeah. That would be phenomenal. And honestly, I'm not that good of a storyteller, but Jimmy Buffett is 
like the storyteller, right, sure, storyteller. Sure. I guess he's one of those guys. I mean, I've been to a few of his concerts, and he's one of those people who can make you feel like you were there. You're like, yeah, I remember That's that. Like that great. was so fun. I love that. And so he, he tells this story. And he writes this song. Well, that's why so many people love him is just because. Yeah, they feel like you're his buddy. No, yeah, everyone. Yeah. You feel connected to the guy. I've been to his concert. I don't even like the guy. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm, having a, I'm having a great chill, time at this dude. guy's house. You're like, like I'd you, like to have a beer with this yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, you feel really close to him. Anyway, so he writes this song, and it's about this. And it, you're, you're probably not going to like the song very much just because no, no, it's kind of country-esque. No, no, it's okay. Listen, but, um, I'm very open-minded. If you listen to it, it's just like him telling a story, but don't look at this as like a well-put-together song or anything like that. Just picture this happened. He goes back to his house in Key West, sits in his hammock out in front of his dinky little place, and writes this song just so he can go and play it for all his friends at the bar. Like, Am I going to know this song? Probably not. All right, go. The song is called Nautical Wheelers. No, go. Listen to how country it is if I take out his voice, though. Okay. Call themselves sailors, play fiddle tunes under the stars. While petticoats rustle, working shoes scuffle, shuffle on down to the bar. This is pre Beachy J. Yeah, gotcha. Just bar music. The liquor is flowing, and occasional bottle wine. That's because everyone here is just more. To be living and dying in three-quarter time And it's dance with me, dance with me Nautical wheelers Take me the stars that you love Come on and dance with me, dance with me The next verse, he basically just like he name drops a ton, and you never understood what it was until you learn about him, and it's all his friends. He's oh, literally come just on. writing songs for them. Oh, that's really cool. Where the left foot will follow, where the right foot is traveling, down to the side. It's very country, you're right. You hear that? Yeah. But even in the uh, three, three, four times. I picture a country dance, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. But he, I mean, he's literally just like telling a story. He's like, and he laughs about this all the time. That's really About how cool. it's just about him and his buddies just got too drunk and got stranded. That's really wild. But you hear that guitar, that sly yeah. guitar. Yeah. It's real country-esque. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm trying to be honest. If you would play this, I think I would know because of the voice that it was Jimmy Buffett. But I, yeah, I don't know the song. I looked for the instrumentals and... It, if you just hear Oh, that, I would have said country all day long. Yeah, good call on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. Okay. So, all right. so basically, they're in the way I look at it is there are three Jimmy Buffets. Oh. There's, there's like pre stardom Jimmy Buffett chasing the country career where it's stuff like that. Like while it is nautical wheelers and he's talking about him on a sailboat and stuff. Right. This is just like when he's just with his buddies. He's not thinking, I'm selling the ocean. He's just. You know, 
telling a story about him and his yeah. buddies getting drunk. Like, it's not him pushing the, look at how yeah, okay. much fun it is to be on a boat. So take that away, and it's still country Jimmy. Like, yeah. he's still trying to be country, but you hear his voice. There's no, there's no country in his voice. No, not at all. So despite being from MI Crooked Letter, he just can't pull it out. So he basically, after that, becomes, like, in between, where he's singing a lot about the ocean because he's just singing about stories and telling stories and stuff. But it just so happens he's spending a lot of his time in Key West or with all these people from Key West. So it gets there. And then all of a sudden he clicks and he starts, like, pushing the Jimmy yeah. Buffett that everyone knows and loves. Wow, okay. That That's, like, selling millions and millions of T-shirts <laughs> and yeah, margarita machines and whatever. So he is in Key West and eventually goes on and tries to still pursue this Nashville and like country stardom. And he's getting a little bit of steam because he's getting little gigs booked here and there and people love him. They yeah. go to his shows and they're just eating it up because he's so fun to listen yeah. to. Like, it's like you he's said, so it feels likeable. like he's just one of the guys yeah. drinking with you and he's just talking. <laughs> yeah. And so he was by himself and he'd go and he'd talk most of the time and then sing a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Literally just sing like a couple of like his kind of known songs and then just talk. Eventually adds a guitar player, which he's not thrilled about, but people are like, well, you need to add a yeah. backing guitar. And he's like, well, then I'm not going to have time to talk <laughs> because I'm going to have to actually play music. <laughs> so he gets that. His band gradually grows and they keep trying and trying and trying, and they're picking up a little bit of steam. I mean, he has a couple hits here and there. He's got Come Monday. Yeah. Um, I, I know that song. Yeah, Margaritaville, of sure, course. Sure, of course. Hits, yeah. Which, as his most popular song, he said on his low-end estimate that it took him about six minutes to write that song. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. When you think about what it is and how big of a deal it is and just how impactful that song has been, and it was a, a thought, like a a nothing event for him in the big scheme of things. That's no, literally nothing. That's incredible. Some of the best stuff is created that way, but it's still mind-blowing to me. Well, he he always says, like, or he's quoted saying that some advice he was given and that he's given to other people is be careful making a song that's too popular because it'll be with you forever. Yeah. Like, you'll never escape it. It's a it. blessing and a curse. And he has a song called... Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw, right. which is one of his first right. big songs. Probably heard it. Yep. And he, like, doesn't really care for that song too much. I don't I right. don't think he, like, loved going and playing at places, but everyone wanted to hear it. So yeah, he, sure. He was kind of annoyed by that. But anyway, so he is doing okay and whatever, nothing crazy, signs a different deal with another guy. And this guy is like, we're going to do it kind of my way. It's going to be good. And Jimmy's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's just keep making music. I'll keep making money. This is fun. Whatever. The guy who he signed with is in Colorado listening to some... It was an artist I'd never heard of who I don't think was important. Okay. But he just thought to himself, he goes, this music sounds so much better when I'm in the mountains than it does when I'm in Nashville or when I'm in New York City or something. He goes, it just feels like mountain music. Right. And then he goes, wait a minute. That's how Jimmy Buffett is. Like, his music just sounds so much better when you're on right. a boat. Like, if, yeah. if you get or a bottle of rum and or, listen yeah. to Jimmy Buffett, you're like, yeah, this is really good. But yeah. if you're, like, cruising through Wyoming and you hear you're like, 
It doesn't fit. This is whiny. This is just yeah. like, I don't understand the story. I wasn't there, and it's not very clear. So he goes, okay, I got an idea. Goes back to Jimmy Buffett and them. They're about to record this album in Nashville. And he says, hey, change of plans. Uh, we're going to Miami. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, what? He goes, we're going to record in Miami. And they're like, why would? No, you yeah. record in Nashville. This is where the big artists record. <laughs> right. This is where the good yeah. music comes from. And he basically explained to him, he's like, no, we need to be near the ocean for this to make sense. And Jimmy's like, you know what? All right, I'm in. So they go to Miami, stay in this big mansion there, him and all of his buddy band members. And they make just a real coastal album. And it just all clicks. The creative energy for what they're trying to play towards. I love that. All makes so much sense. It starts to click. Yeah. And it's changes. They change latitudes and they change attitudes. Ah. So he's got his next song. Are you, are you, you seem pretty familiar with Jimmy Buffett. Uh, no, uh, listen, I know the songs from playing them on stage because they're three-chord songs and everybody wants to sing along <laughs> and do them. And they're, they're great crowd-favorite songs. But I, you know, as far as depth of artistry, it's just, I don't know, maybe they're overplayed a little bit. For they're me. totally overplayed. But I'll tell you what, when I hear some of the deep tracks that I don't know, I'm like, who is this? I've said that on a couple of songs and I'm like, they're like, oh, it's Jimmy Buffett. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. Old school Jimmy Buffett's cool. Yeah. So it's probably only because of overexposure to me, f- for me, that on some of these songs, I'm just like, I, I can't do, you know, Cheeseburger in Paradise again. I, just, no. I can't do no, Fins. Of course I can't do Fins anymore. <laughs> Please don't make me play Fins. So it's kind of that kind of a thing. Yeah. that's. That, I mean, that's totally fair. But there are some songs where he he's a, he's a pretty incredible songwriter. No, he's a great songwriter because he just writes about stories story that to him or his friends. Yeah, he's an incredible like, storyteller. Like Margaritaville, as, as cheesy of a song of it is, if you really listen to it, it's pretty well written. I mean, it's incredibly deep. No, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Six minutes. Yeah, ah, That's mine. That's what he said. First cut. Yeah, that's six crazy. Minutes. That's crazy. Anyway, right, so, so song this song. Two? Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. This song is changes in latitude, changes in attitude. Is interpreted by a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah. Yeah, when you go to different latitudes like the islands, yeah. you definitely are in a better mood or whatever. And all of Jimmy Buffett's music is storytelling of some sort, whether it's just like a funny story that him and his buddies chatted about or one of them was a part of. But it's all vague enough that it's can be left open for interpretation gotcha. for these guys to take it however they want. So all right, give it this to song me. changes go. in latitude, changes in attitudes, actually about them going to Miami to record That's how it just really made cool. them. That's really cool. That's really cool. Still a little country, though. I, in, in everything that he does, I agree with you. Hold on, I got to stop it real oh, quick. Sorry. So this guy also, whenever he took him down to Miami, he realized, he goes, I got to take out certain instruments, and I'm just going to bombard his albums with steel drums, pan flutes, anything that you think of when you think of oh, like the islands. island. Yeah, uh, he goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah, fill Actually, it with that's that. well done. That, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. This yeah. guy really did a number for him. Okay. What album is this off of? Do you know? Changes in latitude, changes in oh, latitude. Oh, that's the, oh, got it. Okay, that's the name of the album. I took off for a weekend last month just to try yeah, that's and classic Jimmy. the whole year. All of the faces and all of the places Wondering where they all disappear That's great. 
probably played this song before. No, no, no. it's not a stage song. I love this song. That's awesome. a great song. My favorite part is at the end of the verse, how he goes into that minor. Like he, this is clearly major chords right here. But watch from here. Now. I do like that part a lot. That's awesome. That's not traditional. He just gives you that bit of difference. But see, now, now you give me that story about it, and I'm loving it even more. Now I'm connecting to it a little bit. Yeah. Whereas if you just played it for me, and I'm sitting at the beach bar, okay, it does, it fits. I mean, but you could play this at, like, a very, very stereotypical beach bar. Yeah. Like a yeah. carnival cruise totally. pulls up oh, to a little island. And, and, you know, maybe maybe this is... I, I, you're not going to listen to this on a Thursday night at the house by yourself. Uh, Do you, wrong. My dad does this. <laughs> I've listened, If right. there's a Jimmy Buffett song out there, <laughs> and they're, they're more than you could ever imagine, I've heard it at least twice. Wow. My dad is like oh, a devout. I stand corrected. Okay, sorry. Right. Continue. I guess but my point of that parent. of that incorrect statement was to say you need to listen to this much in the way that I listen to Bob Marley, which is in the appropriate setting. Fair enough. And it's it just works better. It it makes that one plus one equals three scenario where it, the experience is heightened a bit more because of this music. I right? listen to Bob Marley every day. Not an exaggeration. Wow. Legend is one of the best albums of all time. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, all right. All right. So, they're recording this album down there in Miami, and the producer is Norbert Putnam. Okay. And that's the guy, I'm pretty sure that's the guy that I was telling you about that heard the music in the mountains. Gotcha. And anyway, he and Norbert Putnam are sitting on this boat, and on a sailboat, just drinking rum, kind of chatting at night. And they come to this conclusion. He goes, "Why? what if you could sell music to every one of those people on those boats? Over there? <laughs> like on, to that all the like boats. a stoner question. <laughs> well, I mean, probably. Jim, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, and he's not afraid to admit it, was, he didn't hate drugs. Got it. <laughs> not like he was a drug addict or really anything, but it. him and his friends were just kind of those gotcha. like, eh. Yeah, all right. If everyone else yeah. is doing it, I'll do it too. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to his book on tape, and one of the last things I remember hearing was him talking about how the band all accidentally snorted PCP off of a buck knife, and oh. that was pretty crazy. They didn't realize that what is it was. Quite an accident. They didn't realize what it was until after the fact, which <laughs> is which is even more sure. bizarre to me. Like they're just like, yeah, yeah I'll just yeah, snort it. Yeah. So anyway, they're sitting on this boat, and he's like, "What if I could record? Like, what if you could sell music to?" everyone who had boats and they just both kind of look across the harbor and see all the boats and dollar signs just flash in their eyes. Really? And they're like, oh my God. And now Jimmy Buffett sells music to boats, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, literally, like that's, when you think that of Jimmy Buffett, music. you're like, uh, yeah, I've got to be on a boat yeah, and I'd like to just have saying. something a little bit stronger than I probably should in my <laughs> hand. And right, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of like his turning point when he goes, Mm, okay, and from then on, like, and on this album was the beginning part of that. Because yeah. this album, so this album, this is his best uh, selling album of his career, right. actually, and it's the one that had Margaritaville on it. Came out in '77. They recorded it in '76. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really cool album, and it, it gained a lot of traction. Would you for tell it. me if there's one album I should have? It's this one. 
Or is that too hard of a question because he's made so many albums? He, he's. I always of, ask that like, question. He like carries over songs under a lot of albums and stuff. Oh, does he? I would say this is a pretty good one. If you're a good way to tell if you're just gonna like Jimmy Buffett, because it's hard to just say I'm only gonna listen to old Buffett. Right. You could do that, but it just you'd have to be a special kind of person. To do yeah, that, not a lot yeah, of people okay. do that. Right. People are just like, yeah, throw on Radio, radio Margaritaville, whatever comes on, but. This would probably be a good one. Okay. Because I, um, own, I own zero. None. You own zero? I own none. I think... And I always ask this question because I don't want to buy the Greatest Hits album. That's cheating. Yeah, there's songs I, you I should like, know by heart. When, when, it comes to, when, when it comes to like um, doing it through streaming or uh, you know Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, I'm totally cool with going to the Greatest Hits and just putting it on my phone. Okay, I've, I've got the songs that I need there, right? Digitally, I can access it. Yeah. However, if you're going to buy if one you're gonna buy, Yeah, if you're going to collect some vinyl, which I have a few downstairs, then I want to know what album was essential to the artist or to the band because of what they made on that album. What I'm they a were big doing. fan of Coconut Telegraph. Honestly, that's a pretty good one. Right, also, like... Not that's after the fact, you know, when he's realizing that he's got to start selling to boats. Okay. Coconut Telegraph. I mean, some songs on there is Coconut Telegraph. Um, the Weather's Here, Wish You Were Beautiful, Island. Like, I mean, yeah, okay. You get so it. So he starts to really capitalize on this idea of nobody's doing this beachy boat music stuff. Who makes music for no, boats? No. Name one artist <laughs> no. to this day who's like, yeah, no. I make music no. for boats. Jimmy uh, Buffett's you got like, me. yeah, you, I make music you got for me. boats, for no, for like, if you listen to it nowhere else but your boat, that's fine. But listen to it on your boat, and that's fair. Still, he, he wins. He got me. I yeah. don't. I don't listen to. I got so I'm a big Jimmy Buffett fan, but I got so burnt out on him for my dad that I don't listen to him. Right. Except for when I'm on my boat, and then I'm like, okay, it fits. I get it. It fits. It works. Yeah, and so he just kind of really dug into that, and people love that. Like people were like. Wow, like I was talking about, they just wanted to be his buddy. Like, I wish that I was him. Right. Because I'm working 50-plus hours a week, and then I'm hang- going to my kid's soccer tournament and stuff, but I've got three hours on my Boston Wheeler where I can <laughs> pretend that I'm Jimmy yeah. Buffett, like, doing tequila shot marathons, getting stuck at sea. That's cool. You've been to his concerts. Yeah. They're insane. They're insane. They are, like, it is literally it, just Girls Gone Wild 50-plus. Yeah. Right. To call it a concert isn't fair. It's, it's not him singing songs. No. It's so much more. The tailgates are days long. It's everyone is there and they're all partying and hanging out and, and it's wearing just, just the most outrageous, outrageous. Stuff. But it's it's an event. It's a, it's a it's a celebration. It's a festival. It's it's not. And everybody knows every word to the songs. I felt like I was at a concert in a foreign country in a language I don't speak. <laughs> like, it was like I felt so it's out a of place. Like but you can't help but smile and be happy, and it's colorful, and there's beach balls going around, and everyone's in shorts, and nobody's just, in a bad mood. Nobody's in a bad nobody mood. Nobody's in a bad mood. Nobody's in a bad mood. He does a great job with that idea. Well, so where are you going to go for three then? This is one of my all-time favorite songs. I'm going to play you a song called um, "A Pirate Looks at 40. Okay. Just really, really love this song. Mother, mother ocean, I have heard you call, wanted to sail upon your I was three 
you've seen it all. You've seen it all. It's good too. What's so why? What? Why? Why, why did it make that high on your list? In your belly, you because I love the ocean. <laughs> I mean, wow. This isn't about like. Most of them dream. This isn't about Most of them living a different life. This is just like yes, a ballad to my childhood almost. Really? Just, yeah, the ocean's just, it's the most powerful thing on the planet. It covers the whole planet. It's massive. It's everywhere. You can do so much on it. I mean, I don't know. I have a, I have a weird relationship. I just really love the ocean. And it's just a cool, this example like, oh, represents yeah. that. Yeah, oh, it's okay, just like wow. a interesting ballad to the life of the ocean. I love that. All Again, he wrote that song before he figured out about like selling to the ocean. It just happened that he was already selling the ocean. He right. didn't really realize it. But um, yeah, high on my list. That's Jimmy awesome. Buffett's a cool dude. Very cool. Don't look at Jimmy Buffett as this guy who just like is really, really like rooted in the Keys or rooted in Florida. Look at him as a guy who was just a country western fail out, who just loved to party and do all this stuff. All the songs are real. All the stuff he talks about is really just what he does, and he just figured out how to market it. Yeah. So he may not be the world's best musician, but he's a no. It's really cool genius. Yeah. And he's just a chill dude. I mean, he really is. What I what I got from this now that you've taught me all of that is he found his niche. Oh, he one hundred percent doubled down big time. Went nuts on it and scored. Like, really took it to a place that no one else has ever gone or would ever go because how would you ever do what he did? And you and um, what are you going to do it better than Betty Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, no. No, he no, won. He Jimmy made, Buffett won. He made the genre. He is the genre. I was actually just reading this magazine that was highlighting the, what, the 500 most influential people in the state of Florida, and Jimmy Buffett was in there, and he is opening up a retirement home, which, I mean, like, he found his niche and his target demographic and hammered it. He is opening a retirement oh home. Oh, my word. With 6,900 units or people yeah. to stay there in Daytona, Florida. Wow. Which is hilarious. Wow. Anyway, so that's Jimmy Buffett. Right, what are you going to take me out on? 
I'm gonna take you. You gonna out. go crowd favorite on the way out? No, I'm gonna no. take you out okay. on uh, one of his uh, first big hits that I'm I'm quite a fan of. Yeah, he, he, it's a great tune. It really is. Yeah, this is the song I have played on stage the most of it. This song was him figuring out that he didn't want to be a rock star in the normal way. He's in LA and he's just like, "This sucks. I want to go home." Really? Yeah. Anyway, I'll let it ride. All right. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll uh, we'll let that ride, as Cam says, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah.